Well, welcome to Mission in 5, the podcast, where we ask a handful of questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. I'm your host, Greg Mamula, and every week through my work with the American Baptist Churches in Nebraska and my ongoing writing projects, I get to partner with churches and ministry leaders. I'm always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches come together for mission and ministry. So, that's the purpose of this podcast, to share the many things that God is doing and to meet some of the people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. My guest today is Curtis Ramsey Lucas, uh, Chief Editor of Christian Citizen Magazine and uh, part of the American Baptist Home Mission Society. Welcome to the show, Curtis. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, Curtis, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm originally from uh, Connecticut and uh, now live and work in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Uh, my wife and I are raising four boys and all that goes along with that, including uh, two dogs and a cat and assorted small mammals that have gone on to glory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am the editor of The Christian Citizen, which is a digital first publication of the American Baptist Home Mission Societies that includes a weekly newsletter, uh, podcast, and a growing presence on social media. So um, are, are you an ordained pastor or have you always been in journalism as part of the ABHMS? I am not ordained. Uh, I am actually a commissioned home missionary. Of, okay. Uh, the Home Mission Societies. I, I did a study um, at uh, Andover Newton Theological School, uh, then in Boston, now now in New Haven at Yale Divinity School. But um, I did do a Master of Divinity there and uh, explored at the time, you know, a, a call to pastoral ministry, but didn't really feel that was quite quite the right fit for me. So uh, the opportunity that opened up uh, in Washington uh, with uh, with uh, National Ministries was one that was welcome to me. I was interested in that and, you know, pursued that and have had just a, a lot of different opportunities over the years with ABHMS doing a variety of different uh, ministries, but uh, but not ordained. Okay. No, that's great. I'm also, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm ordained ABC, but um, here at the region office, we are also commissioned region missionaries. And so that's kind of, we've taken that approach as well. And so um, my business card says, you know, associate executive minister, region missionary, ABC, Nebraska. So that's cool. So, so w- what are some hobbies, some interests, some passions you have? I know you are a, uh, like a Yankees fan. I know you play guitar. Uh, I, I've seen your cat on Facebook many times, uh, <laughs> photography, art. I mean, so much going on. Uh, tell us a little bit about those things. So, and I know you're a Red Sox fan, so this could get a little dicey here, but you know, maybe we can clean it up through the magic of editing. <laughs> One of the great things, actually, I got to say about going to Interview was going to being able to go to Fenway and see ball games there. And I saw the Yankees play the Red Sox there. I saw, gosh, we went on Patriots Day, which is opening day yep. one year, and uh, April 19th, I believe. And we saw uh, Roger Clemens when he was with the Red Sox. Wow. And we were right on the first baseline, and he struck out the side in the first inning. And I got to tell you, it was pretty – I'm a Yankees fan, but that was pretty phenomenal. Yeah to see. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, I mean, I've only been to one game at Fenway and it's when I was visiting the Rhode Island region to do some stuff for uh transformed by the spirit and uh, doing joining God in the neighborhood stuff. 
And so that's the only time I've actually been. I, I was one Yeah, it's it's a great place to see a ball game. And uh, I was once in Denver with a couple of met up with a couple of uh, pastors from the Boston area, and we went to a game at Coors Field. And when we got to the ticket window, the pastor who was from Boston said, "We'd like three tickets, unobstructed view." And the woman was like, what is that unobstructed? You know, because like at Fenway, you could be sitting right. behind a pole if you're not right, careful, yeah. right? But out there, it's like, it's all perfect, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I love, um, I really enjoy music uh, and art. I've been uh, playing guitar most of my life. And um, I'm a songwriter and a band leader and uh, also play music at my church. Um, and uh and the art is, uh, when I was a kid, I did a lot of drawing. I loved to draw and I dabbled in painting a little bit. And my uh, third son is quite an accomplished artist. And he has encouraged me to take up painting again. So we just, uh, we've been doing some things together with that. But I really enjoy, uh, I think, just the creative process of, of painting and, uh, and songwriting. Very good. So how did you get here? How did you come to be at American Baptist Home Mission Society? And, and then specifically, how did you come to, to be in Christian Citizen? Sure. So uh, writing and editing have always been a big part of my work and uh, life and ministry. Um, I was briefly a journalism major in college, and I had some of my first uh, stories published in the uh, local paper at that time. I started working with uh, American Baptist Home Mission Societies um, out of seminary in uh, 1995 when the Home Mission Societies were doing business as National Ministries, American Baptist Churches USA. Um, <clears throat> and I came to DC for an internship in what was then the ABC Office of Governmental Relations um, and okay. directed the legislative advocacy work. Uh, of that office and coordinated our Faith in Action Network of American Baptists who were engaged in public policy advocacy. Um, the first issue of The Christian Citizen was published in late 1996. So I was uh, present at the creation of the publication, so to speak. And oh, initially cool. it, uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, it was initially, the idea of it was that it would replace a number of uh, newsletters that were being published by various program ministries of, of uh, national ministries that we would create one uh, publication that would go out and hopefully be read a little bit more uh, regularly and with more interest than, you know, several things crossing people's desks. Right. Um, and pre pretty soon after it became focused on specific issues of concern, um, um, things like child poverty, hunger, homelessness, violence, economic justice, religious freedom, and, and so on. Um, so I have written for The Christian Citizen from the start and uh, became its editor in 2005. Um, and at that point, we were publishing three to four issues a year in print. Okay. Um, and then we made the shift to uh, being a digital first publication recently in uh, 2017. Um, we now publish monthly online, uh, as well as a weekly newsletter, and uh, produce a podcast that features interviews uh, with Christian citizen authors and others. And we continue that commitment to print. We, we still publish two print editions each year uh, that collect some of the best writing that we published over the previous six months. So that's kind of 
my my path to and involvement with uh, Christian citizen. This episode of Mission in Five is brought to you by my new book, Table Life, An Invitation into Everyday Discipleship. Table Life is available in print and e-reader versions from all your favorite distributors, including Amazon, Judson Press, Barnes & Noble, and Christian Books. To get a free chapter, visit my website, table-life.org, and use the sign-up form at the homepage. This is Caleb Cornelius with Camp Moses Merrill. A week at summer camp is the highlight of every kid's summer. At Camp Moses Merrill, your child can learn and grow while having tons of fun. Campers look forward to fun games and activities like capture the flag, swimming on a hot afternoon, and spending time with friends. Not only do campers have fun at camp, but they are also immersed in Bible-centered teaching and Christian community. Our mission is to use the amazing camp setting to share the gospel with every camper. We have sessions of camp for all ages, from our two-night jam camp for grades one through six to senior high camp for high schoolers. There is something for your kids at Camp Moses Merrill. Visit our website, campmerrill.com, for more information or to register. We hope to see you at camp this summer. So moving on, uh, what is happening at ABHMS or, or Christian Citizen that, that we should know as American Baptist Churches in Nebraska? So this... Um this past year, uh, 2020, I feel like uh, with the Christian Citizen that we really uh, stepped up our game as a publication responding to current events and concerns in society, yeah. uh, um, particularly with our coverage of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, we began in early March of 2020 uh, to publish a, a number of articles on ministry responses to COVID-19. and. Um, just last week, on March 4th, the one-year anniversary of our first article on the pandemic, we published a series of um, excerpts from a number of articles over the past year, uh, and I would encourage your listeners to take a look at that. Um, this year is also the 25th anniversary of the publication, and we'll be doing a special print edition later in the year that uh, commemorates that, um, and we've also introduced a um, member support program that we're calling Christian Citizen Ambassadors. And yeah. uh, I wanna thank you for, for being a member of that. Um, for a modest contribution, uh, the uh, ambassadors receive the print publication and the weekly newsletter, as well as a copy of In This Together, Ministry in Times of Crisis, which uh, is a book that grew out of our initial coverage of COVID-19 as well as the inequities that the uh, pandemic revealed. And uh, I'm pleased to have a chapter from you in that book, uh, as well as from others who are really looking at what uh, the crises we're living through, um, what we're learning about ourselves, what we're learning about God, what we're learning about church, and um, maybe how we need to adapt you know, to meet uh, ministry needs in new and creative ways. Um, so that's really the kind of um, heart of that book is questions about that and what can we learn uh, in the times we're living through that we can apply going forward. Yeah, so so let's talk about In This Together, Ministry in Times of Crisis. Uh, it's a collection of essays from Christian citizen authors and pastors and leaders within American Baptist life. What was that editing process like for you? 
it came together rather quickly, actually. Uh, Judson Press reached out to me, I think, in April, maybe late April, beginning of May of last year. Um, and I think the the benefit that we had uh, in pulling it together was that um, we'd already published, you know, a number of pieces in The Christian Citizen. Of course, I went back to uh, writers. We didn't want to simply republish what had already appeared uh, online. Um, and so worked with writers to kind of adapt and expand some of their initial uh, thoughts and really looked for content that we had published. It wasn't too time sensitive that, you know, it had some, had some themes and learnings in it that we could apply uh, under these sort of broad questions of, you know, what are we learning about ourselves and our nation and our world? And what are we learning about, you know, the steadfastness of, of God in all of this? Um, and so, uh, you know, it's really a, a kind of a back and forth with taking some content that had already been published, reworking it, um, as well as uh, inviting some other uh, pieces from uh, some ABHMS staff and some other Judson Press writers to be a part of that. So um, it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good uh, a learning process for me. It's a little bit different than, than editing a, you know, print journal and online journal. Um, it was uh, it was a, a hard task at times, I think, you know, to, to kind of work through all that. But I think uh, sure. what what's come of it is 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 valuable um, for us going forward. Yeah, and you know, it it was it was an honor to be asked to to, to write an essay for it as well. It was uh, like you alluded to as a um, expansion of something I had written previously, um, and right. that was. Uh, just kind of this perfect storm for me of coming out of a, a knee surgery where I was already down and then immediately yeah. uh, moving into COVID. And so I was not in my office for four months or something like that. And so I had to do my own spiritual journey and navigate that. And that's kind of what the article that I wrote about is a reflection on that process. Um, but it's also starting to get some attention, uh, Christian citizen, or, uh, no, you are Christian citizen, uh, Christianity, uh, century, right? Christian yeah. The century. Christian century has, has reviewed the book. They, they included a, a short, uh, book notes review in their March, uh, 10th edition. And I was really, really, uh, real excited to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's and, good. It's going to hopefully become a, a resource people can use. And uh, so I think the book is both going to be a like time capsule of our experience in 2020, because that's when all the articles were put together was in that year. And then it's also kind of the ongoing, you can come back to it years from now um, and not only reflect on what people experienced during the pandemic, but like, oh, I'm in a hard season of my life now. Here's some encouraging things that I can utilize in this new difficult challenge years from now. So I think it's a great work and I appreciate you putting all that together. Yeah, I think it's it, it's like any uh, book, it's, it, it's somewhat bound by the time in which it was written. But I do think there's a lot uh, that can be applied, you know, beyond what we're living through. And, and the point that I try to make in the introduction of the book too, is that, you know, um, in some respects, we're always living through crises and, yeah. and, and the gospel I think is, uh, you know, the church is always, um, confronted with that, um, 
difference that it represents uh, from the world and the times in which we live. So there's always that kind of crisis that we're uh, that we're living through. And of course, then there are the specific crises that come along that we have to kind of wrestle with. Um, yeah, I hope there's I hope there's enough in there that uh, that continues to be compelling for folks as we as we go forward. Very good. What else is going on with Christian Citizen or ABHMS? So I, um, you know, I'm excited by um, the growth that we're seeing in the Christian Citizen over the past several years in terms of online readership and uh, subscribers to the news uh, to the newsletter and podcast listeners. That's all. That's all good. I'm also, uh, as far as ABHMS, uh, excited by. Uh, the steps that we're taking to resource American Baptist congregations and leaders, um, including uh, the introduction of the Ministry Life uh, social networking platform, okay. uh, which connects ministry professionals, uh, both clergy and lay leaders. And, um, and in this spring, we're also uh, launching uh, our Center for Continuous Learning, which is going to be a space that... Um, will archive a lot of uh, ABHMS programming and also uh, will create and provide new opportunities for uh, learning experiences that cultivate leaders, equip disciples and heal and transforming communities. And that will all be uh, possible uh, virtually online. And so I think uh, we've taken some steps in in recent years that I think have served us well uh, in the realities that we're living through now in this kind of hybrid world that we live in where we're working some um, and doing a lot of work online as well as, you know, in, in place and in person. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, will that Center for Continuous Learning, will it be um, available through the ABHMS website or is that going to be a ministry life uh, platform? It, it will be a, um, a website of its own that will okay. be available through the ABHMS uh, website. And there will, of course, be a connection with Ministry Life as well. Okay, good. So the Christian citizen has a kind of a tagline, a motto, if you will, um, maybe even a mission statement. And it's justice, mercy, faith. Uh, tell me about that. Like, like how, how, how does Christian citizen live out justice, mercy, faith? So we've had uh, different uh, taglines over the years. I think the, the first one was uh, Voices for Biblical Justice. That was the original kind of incarnation of it. And, uh, and it's changed over time. I was really thinking as we, as we went uh, on to uh, digital uh, first kind of um, yeah. uh, publication, I was really trying to think in terms of what are some broad categories that um, that articles and, and and writers wrestle with, and I thought about uh, Jesus when he when he's uh, confronting the Pharisees and he talks about tithing and and things of this kind. But um, they having uh, neglected the weight, what he called the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. So I thought, um, you know, it seemed to me to fit a lot of what uh, folks were writing about, and there's sort of broad categories that we can. Um, that we can wrestle with and need to wrestle with. So, um, you know, so it's a publication that that focuses on issues of concern in our society, uh, you know, matters of justice and mercy and faith. And I always like to think that hopefully uh, the articles will inspire and encourage uh, 
folks to, you know, create a greater measure of those things uh, in their communities. Very good. So how can, um, so, so what's next then for, for Christian citizen or even for yourself um, as we continue to pursue justice, mercy, and faith going forward? Well, certainly we're, we're going to keep uh, publishing and uh, content that we're publishing and producing uh, the podcast. So that, that schedule will continue uh, moving forward. We're uh, again, we're excited about this uh Christian citizen ambassadors concept and program, and we hope to see that grow and to have folks um, connect with that. Uh, personally, I'm looking forward to uh, um, our church reopening late spring, early summer. Uh, we've been, uh, we started out live streaming and then we switched to recording our worship services. So we're looking forward to getting back into the space uh, and some kind of hybrid uh, worship with uh, folks who will continue online as well as in person. Um, and I'm, I'm involved in that uh, in the communication effort of our church and in uh, kind of the digital uh, media around all that. And I just, um, you know, it's a fascinating time and challenging time that we're living through. Um, and I think a very potentially creative time. Uh, we have this amazing capacity right now to reach people uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ through digital communications technology. Um, but we also face the challenge of, you know, how do we uh, form and maintain community um, that includes folks in person and online? That's a very new uh, kind of a thing for us. Um, but I think it's an exciting time to be thinking about uh, what ministry looks like now that we are really no longer uh, bound by time and space, you know, we see yeah. uh, folks who are, you know, tuning into worship at all hours of the day and week. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a new thing for us. Um, and, and people who are, uh, we've gained a whole, as I think many churches have gained a whole new audience of folks who, you know, are spread uh, across the country and, and even around the world. Um, we have some members who moved for work uh, during the pandemic who remain faithfully committed to the congregation and they're there every Sunday, you know, as we, as we go online. So it's, uh, it's just a very new and I think creative time. I'm looking forward to being a part of that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. The opportunity we have and the access we have to, uh, to, to people. Um, one of the things that's kind of come up repeatedly this year on, on this podcast has been, and I've even written a little bit about it, um, is this idea that consuming religious content is not the same thing as engaging in Christian community. And so kind of finding that tension as, as content creators, you and I, um, but also people who love community, what, what has been some of the ways maybe your church or, um, or are you personally or Christian or ABHMS, any of the things that you're connected with um, have, have found that balance between creating content and being able to consume it at 4 a.m. or at two in the afternoon, whatever your convenience is for, for worship, for church or, um, or a video or reading an article or whatever. What's the difference between that and maintaining Christian community? Yeah, I, it's a real, I think it's a real challenge. You know, uh, when I was in seminary, uh, 
our, our campus was going through this transition of uh, being a primarily um, a place where people came and lived and went to school to being a place that people commuted to. They had, you know, jobs and livelihoods elsewhere. They were coming part-time as students. And there was some tension there between uh, those two groups because for some it was home and for others it was not. And um, I had a professor who said, uh, you cannot have community without propinquity, which I didn't understand what that meant, but <laughs> what, what it meant was you have to have some kind of physical space you share. Uh, you have to have some kind of uh, connection to have community. And that's really a challenge, right? I think with, with what's happening online um, and, and, and with, and I think too, we, we also, as much as we need to be creating content, you know, to share, um, that can become a burden. I think, yeah. I, I think for a lot of clergy who've made this leap to suddenly being, uh, you know, we're now online. I mean, we did that in a matter of hours, right, or or days. Yeah. Uh, to feel as though you have to be doing something uh, constantly online, I think that can be a a bit of a burden. But um, the upside of that, I mean, we have um, we have some uh, some small groups and some Bible studies that are meeting online now that. I think in some ways are uh, more vibrant and well attended than Wednesday night Bible study was at our church uh, because we have a congregation that's pretty scattered geographically, even within the DC area. And it's just hard for folks to get there after work and uh, maybe they don't have time for it, but they can jump on to zoom and, and be a part of a group. And uh, I think some of the discussion that we've had in those Bible studies has been uh, a little more, involved in when people got together and sat around tables. So, um, so the, that's kind of an interesting question, you know, what, what aspects of, of our life together will remain online? Uh, yeah. what, what parts of it, uh, how will we gather, uh, you know, in, in larger groups, uh, when we're able, um, I think that's all kind of an open question, but I, but I see a lot of opportunity there for, for ministry. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I agree. And, and I think, your your seminary professor wasn't wrong um, that you needed that space. And, and I think the big mental, emotional, spiritual shift that even I make um, and, and I'm still making, and I think all of our pastors are making is recognizing that the online platform is in fact a space. It is a real space. Right. It right. is not like the building is real and this is online stuff is pretend or fake or the best we can do for now. But it is an actual space where people live and dwell. I mean, we all work all day long using computers and being online and, you know, that sort of thing. And so um, it is a place we, place we dwell. And so being a disciple there, learning to be a good disciple there, um, being in community there is, uh, yeah, something we need to, I think, keep as we move back to in-person things. And then recognizing right. that some of those things are going to continue to overlap going forward. I mean, we're, we're never going back to not having it. Right. And so uh, it's just wrestling with those things. Yeah. Very good. So how can we as American Baptist Absolutely. churches in Nebraska partner with you? So I would uh, encourage folks to sign up for the weekly newsletter at yep. christiancitizen.us. We'd love to have more folks reading that uh, publication, which again, comes out weekly when we're, publishing new content. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, 
I would encourage folks to consider uh, becoming Christian citizen ambassadors, receive a copy of In This Together in doing so. And I also would say um, just a word of thanks for uh, the support that ABHMS receives from uh, churches in Nebraska through the America for Christ offering, which is going on now. Uh, the generous support of uh, churches makes possible the mission and ministry of ABHMS. And of course, a portion of that offering also returns uh, two regions to support uh, mission and ministry of ABC in Nebraska. So thank you. Very good. All right, let's do all the plugs then. Where can people find you? Uh, I mean, what social media platforms and then uh, where can they find the book and that sort of thing? Sure. So, uh, well, the christiancitizen.us is the uh, address for the uh, online publication and you'll find links there to um to all the social media, but we are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, the book is available widely. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, Judson Press, Barnes and Noble Bookshop. And uh, there's also a Facebook uh, page and a Twitter account for the book. So if anyone's uh, interested in, in following that as well. Well, I think they're all good follows. So everybody go sign up right now. Well, Curtis, thank you so much for your time and for being on Mission and Fire the podcast. Thank you. It's been great to be with you. Well, thank you for downloading and streaming the latest episode of Mission in Five. Keep tuning in as we introduce you to the ministry practitioners engaging in God's mission through the local church in Nebraska and around our larger American Baptist community. Check out the show notes for contact information and links to our various guests. Subscribe to the podcast in whatever platform you like. Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play. We're on all the platforms. Whichever one you use, be sure to rate and review us so we know how you're enjoying the podcast. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes. And feel free to support us through our abcnebraska.com PayPal link. Thanks, everybody. And have a great day.